Here you go. If you can hear, I do have a rough, I do have a rough throat, so no, I don't really feel too well. But let's do this anyway. Yeah. If you can hear me, because I kind of broke my headphones. I can't really hear you too much, but it's all right. Now let's start. We have our special person here. All right. So, everybody, welcome to the Survivor Genius Podcast, a Survivor podcast for the fans, by the fans. And I'm with Lucas right now. What up? Aiden, Ben will be here later, but we've got a very, very special guest today and it is by the name of survivor china winner todd herzog welcome to the podcast hello thank you for having me yes um and we're going to do a recap of episode four to episode eight slash nine because we haven't been here for the last five weeks to cover those episodes we'll cover them into short bits every time maybe go into detail of certain things and um weird yeah, here, here's Aiden now, Aiden aka Doyle. Oh. Yeah, so um, I can't really hear you guys too well as my headphones are broken, but let's do this anyway. So um, let's do like, a whole, the first consensus of like the first three episodes, you know, you had the Ronnie, Molly and Vince Boots, all in those episodes. Um couple interesting things happen in those rounds, but let's start with first, you know, Todd, it's great to have you on here today, and um, it'll be good to get, you know, some masterful um, analysis of this season and other things with from an actual winner okay. of, the, of the show, and, you know. All right, yeah, I'm completely, I'm ready, um, let's do this, so what... Keeping up with the season. Have I been keeping up with it? Yeah. Yes, yeah. of course. Have you? Yes. So, All right, so um, was uh, Chelsea boot, right? Yes, yeah, episode four was Chelsea boot, yes. Let's start from... The f- so... I don't really remember the last few episodes too well, so Lucas, you can start yeah. us off with this, you know? So... I believe one of the first things that happened in episode four was, didn't Jamal find the idol this episode? Yes, he did. After the Molly boot, he yeah, felt um, very unsafe. Everyone else was in a different area, and he was like, I'm, I'm on the bottom, so I'm going to look for the idol, which is what you're meant to do. You know, which is it's kind of silly to leave someone who's on the bottom on their own to look for an idol, but... It's early on, so I'm sure they weren't worried about it, but yeah. Bad idea. Sorry, um, I'm trying to remember these episodes because it feels like it was forever ago. Let's see. So, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it's so the it's one where Chelsea show. and Dean were like all snuggly, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. 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 Chelsea and Dean, people wanted the, it was actually Missy was the deciding factor of that alliance who they wanted to take out Dean, but they were kind of worried about it, so she said, "What about Chelsea?" And oh yes, yes, that was pretty freaking genius. I mean, um, I 
back in that episode, I was completely rooting for Missy because she was the one who was complete, like secretly control. controlling everything. Um, but she was kind of quiet and bitchy about it all, which I thought was fun. Many criticize this move from Missy and Aaron, calling it unnecessary. What do you think about it? Do you think it's unnecessary, or do you think it was a good move? Sorry, I can barely hear you. What'd you say? Um, many criticize Chelsea, uh, I meant Missy and Elizabeth and Aaron, saying it's an unnecessary move. Do you think it's unnecessary, or do you think it was a power move? I think it was a power move. I mean, if you, anytime that you get, a, you know, a showmance or a duo like that, and you have the chance to take someone out, you might as well go for it. We did the same kind of thing in China. As soon as we merged, we knew that Jamie and Eric were a power couple, and we wanted to take out whoever was the brains behind it all, and that's why we took out Jamie. Yeah. I am... I am actually, funnily enough, China is, to this day, after seeing every single season of Survivor, China is my favorite season by far. Nice, that (laughs) makes me happy. (laughs) Yes, it's it's, uh, fantastic. uh, Here's the thing with your your season, is people, every time I ask people what the favorite season is, that season is always in people's top fives, always. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, is it, so, so something that was interesting that I guess was kind of historic was that Kelly was voted out with two idols in her pocket. Just like James. Similar. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. You experienced that sort of thing firsthand, you know? You, you were there. I felt, <laughs> I felt so bad for Kelly this last episode because um, – the fact that she had two idols, she sh- I, I mean, I'm sure she regrets it to this day, but she should have just played one if she was feeling any kind of uncomfortable at all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess on Dean's part, you know, he wanted to get in good graces with everybody else, so he didn't say anything. So I really can't blame him either because he wanted bigger numbers and everybody else already wanted Kelly out. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I actually saw her back and then stop because she thought about playing it and then just stop. Um, I don't know. That would have to be a question for Kelly. Because uh, no, she, she looked at her back and then just like looked back. Yeah. So I think she considered it. I mean, she she very well may have. I I don't know. I just was I was screaming at the TV like, play it, Kelly, play it, because I really enjoyed Kelly. I I enjoyed her gameplay. Exactly. She played really hard and was really intelligent. Um, I, wait, what, what was it? Um, the um, jack move. The jack move. Yeah, she um. Yeah, that was crazy. She still voted Dean, even though she was giving Dean her idol, and then had Dean vote for Jack. And told Nora to vote for Jack. And Nora also voted Yeah. yeah. <laughs> from, my, from what we can assume, Kelly yeah. went to Nora and told her, you need to vote Jack. Yeah. I'm surprised Tom, Dean, and Karishma get swapped into a minority, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And Tom ends up going yes. because they think that he's the biggest social threat out of them. Nothing much happens absent. Also, 
Also, people think it's a smart move because he probably would have gone straight back to original Lyra. And yeah, he was playing like super old school survivor, you know, like this is my team, this is who we go with, this is what we do. So it was a smart move, in my opinion. Yeah, at the time I was debating, I was like, does it make sense to get rid of Tom because he doesn't seem like that huge of a threat compared to someone like Dean? But at the same time, Charisma and Dean is a very crafty player, as I'm sure they could see, and Charisma was pretty much entirely aligning herself already with the new Vokai. Um, and they, I'm assuming they could have considered her a possible number, so it makes sense that they did take out Tom because they had the least connection to him. <coughs> yeah, yeah. Especially considering Charisma and Dean had like nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thing is, um, the, the um, Dean, Charisma, and Tom were all speaking to original Lyra members because um, no, Fokai members because. Kelly and Dean were quite close. Yeah, that, that, we know about that now. Tom was speaking very closely with Janet, and Karishwa was speaking closely with all of them, Janet included. And you know, she was constantly she was trying to get off the bottom, which was successful, but because she is the only flipper, she hated that tribe. We know why she hated it now, but the thing with with the reason why I keep in her game is because she's an easy person to take to the end of the Oh, she's absolutely an easy person Based to on... take to the end. I mean, if you look at um, the immunity challenge that just happened, she was the very first one to run over to Jamal. So she's already working the jury. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I didn't even notice that. She was the first one when he was like, oh, like in his box. He got up and ran over to him. Yeah, yeah, she, um, yeah. Wow. She um, like tried to you know help him out, but yeah, that is what happens. That's that's right. really interesting. Yeah, I mean her position now. If they were smart, they would take her to the end. But then at at the same time, she could also completely story, um, and be like, "Look, I was terrible at the beginning, and look how far I've come." Even though Aubrey didn't win, a development thing. About to be jurors. Don't like her though. I don't think Missy, Aaron, Elizabeth, or even Elaine are that fond of her. That's true. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah. This is very true. For, for what I know, yeah, for what I know, Missy and Elizabeth and Aaron were all using, we're all going to use her on a, on original Lara, especially with the Chelsea vote. They saved her because they originally wanted to put her out, but they saved her by getting out Chelsea instead. And knowing that, you know, she's an easy number to take to the end. That yeah. was the original thing. You know, we forgot, we forgot to play Jason Booth. Oh. Oh. We'll, we'll get crushing. to that in a minute. We'll get to that. We'll get to that in a minute. But, um, yeah, and like, also, um, episode four also has, now has the now alleged Applebee's award. <laughs> I believe it was episode four. Yeah, has the legendary one? Applebee's. Oh, Applebee's. Applebee's. Oh, Applebee's. The massive promo. <laughs> I know it's comical. Yeah, that, that was memorable for that episode, I guess. Um, yeah, and um, we can now get to the Jason boot now, you know. Darren, of course, now we have um, Dean and Karisha on the bottom of the new tribe. And at Vokai, we now have Aaron trying to jump ship. 
Aaron and Missy were like, we want to flip. Yeah. And yeah, of course, just to avoid rocks and. If you if you yeah if you saw the articles afterwards, um, Jason confirmed that Aaron was actually going to be the target. They were going to play him. That would have been really? I didn't see that. I didn't see. Yeah, they wanted to. Yeah, they were going to. Aaron, who would have voted off the lane, making it four to three to one, just in case he wasn't Muslim. Yeah, that could have been that could yeah. have been a great move. I did find it really but interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that they changed it as Elaine played her vote blocker. Elaine Elaine played the vote the vote blocker on Jason, and targeted Jason, which I think in the tribal council, Rob, they cut to Rob and he was like, just because he they, they blocked his vote doesn't mean he's the target, which is normally true. You normally think like, if you're making a move like that, yeah. you wouldn't target that person. But I so I thought that was really strange because like if he has an idol, he's I thought it was strange play. too. Yeah, it was a weird idea. But I, I mean, maybe it was a bit of reverse psychology, but. Um. Yeah, it was it was interesting how they went about it. Also, this was this was also the episode where we had the Jack and Jamal um that was, scene. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I I in a way feel really That's... bad for Jack because like that was his pretty much only survivor airtime was sitting there discussing yeah. race, you know. And it's like, well, there yeah. you go, Jack. Now have fun on the jury. Yeah, literally. Yeah, Jack and like, Jamal both handled that really well, and they had like a deep discussion about it. And I think it went over with most fans. Yeah, most. I think a lot of people really connected with it. Like it was, there was clearly a, a yeah. good understanding and like uh, maturity between both sides, especially for Jack being younger. That it was, it was very impressive to watch them both learn. I completely agree. I mean, and and the fact you know Jamal is extremely well spoken, so yes. he gets his point across without becoming defensive or argumentative, and so he handles situations very well, in my opinion. He's a very good narrator. Yes, I think I think Jamal is a very likely. Um, I mean, obviously, it's, it might be a little early to talk about it, but for a returnee for a possible uh, future season because he is such an amazing narrator. He is like, because he just, he carries himself in a way and speaks in a way with such um, confidence and knowledge. It's, it's very interesting how he, how he carries himself in that way. Yeah, I agree. Also on the topic of Jack, this is something that I found very interesting. Obviously, last season there was a bit of this with the Edge of Extinction, but the fact that Jack is a never merged and now will be on the jury of eleven people, and he has never met Missy, Aaron, Elizabeth, or Elaine. I oh, think yeah. That, yeah. For, first of all, it's a huge yeah. freaking jury. Like yes, eleven people's massive. Look, yeah. It's it's a huge jury. Um, part of me hopes that they bring back the twist. Uh, I don't remember what season, but where someone got to basically Carl. vote Carl. a jury member out. That was Michelle and Aubrey's. Right, right, right. Wrong. Yeah, that was crazy. That twist that would be interesting. Yeah. And because last time it, it actually worked. Totally, worked. Yeah, and, and Michelle did <laughs> yeah, because you took. She voted on Neil, and Aubrey didn't have that vote. 
Um, yeah, that would be interesting. But mm-hmm. the I think that would that could be a thing if it's not there because obviously, like for example, in Ghost Island, there was three finalists and ten jury members, which caused the tie. Which I'm guessing this is why they're doing an eleven jury so that they can uh, try right. to avoid that. That. Unless someone does find the third yeah. finalist. Yeah, but that, I mean, yeah, that, that would be the problem. Yeah. But um, I think that it would be very hindering for a close vote between Missy, Aaron, or Elizabeth, or Elaine, any of the four of them, and somebody else who Jack does know. I think it'd be very tough to bring a point up of a social game whenever you've never, you've never met the person. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's obviously different because, like, I mean, everyone who's watching the show formulates their own opinions, but at least you learn about their game and what they're doing from an outside perspective, whereas Jack is just learning from the other viewers who have their own opinions of the people. So, yeah, I think that could be a big hindrance or possibly a benefit for just other people. I want to see how, I'm interested in the how it plays out. It could also have no effect and there could be a guaranteed winner going into the final tribal, but you never know. Yeah, it all depends on really who's there. Yeah, exactly. I think we can receive our first plurality. That'd be crazy. A plurality. What? Sorry, what'd you say? We could, we could see our first plurality for Final Travel Council. That'd so be like, amazing. It could be like four to three to three. Yeah. When the winner doesn't receive the majority of, of the exact yeah. majority of them. Oh, right, 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 right. That'd be that'd be pretty crazy. That would be interesting. I would that would be really controversial, really fascinating. Anyways, um, Survivor China. Anyways, it was what four to two to one. Yes. So Courtney, so if Amanda got one more vote, we would have seen Ferrandi. No. Well, if wait, three two to two. If Courtney yeah, got it, was three, two, or Amanda, two. yeah, Amanda, sorry, yeah, if it was three, yeah, two, two, Courtney got two votes. <clears throat> I forgot about that. I do find it strange that, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah, yeah. I was getting them both. I was mixing up the votes for Amanda and Courtney. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, talk about the merge episode. Yeah, I think so. Oh uh, yeah, we're gonna spend a while on this one. Um. Yeah, of course, you know, we start off with Kelly finding her first idol of the episode after slipping her um, Island of the Idols idol to Dean and him played it at Last Tribal. And, yeah, um, then they merged. Kelly spoke with Missy, and this is when the issues of the episode shown first about Dan and... It's tough to talk about, really. It's really tough to talk about because, like, that was a very yeah, hard-hitting was... episode. Yeah, it was. A, it was a very, very controversial episode for many people. Sensitive topic. Um, for good reason. The one thing that I, you know, that I have to give props to Survivor for is it's always and has been like a social experiment, and it brings up different situations in life in the real world every season different ones pop up and you know i guess it was just time for this season to be all about the me too movement and it's gathered a lot of talk 
Yeah, it's it's been a and it's been a big room. <clears throat> oh yeah, that was. I mean, it was actually I really liked what um, what the producers did <clears throat> from an editing perspective, and the fact of whenever this entire in the episode itself, whenever it was being talked about, and like Kelly or Missy brought it up, they would show little flashback clips to either remind you or to show you for the first time the different things that to prove that this is actually like to believe, I guess. Um, there's, actually a, there's actually a viewer discretion warning at the beginning of the episode. Yes. That yeah, was, at the beginning. Oh, really? I didn't see that. Yeah, at the beginning. Yeah, right at the beginning, there was a, there was a warning. If the rumors are true, yeah, there was rumors going into the episode that Dan was going to get pulled from the game for it, and then at the beginning it said viewer discretion, and then the other thing that really shocked me was after the entire thing like sort of settled down and they went on before the immunity challenge, they went to a black screen and they were like, "We talked to everybody individually and as a group, and yes. decided to issue Dan a warning." That shocked me that they actually would separate from from it like that. That was interesting. And but, the fact that we heard a producer speaking to Kelly was yes. also extreme. Like, wow. Unheard of. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of unique outside of the game moments that happened. Yeah, that was crazy. Do you, do you think Dan should have been removed? Yeah, everyone was like, surely... Like he's got like people like I have a feeling you know it it'll make sense if they do it but then next thing we know That's it weird. didn't happen so apparently he could he could still be removed apparently people are saying yeah if he, he, if he still goes is issued like the warning then and he does something again they they probably would pull him yeah because I'm actually looking on Wikipedia now and it only has two more episodes listed well next episode the double is a double elimination. Yeah, that's a big. That's gonna be yeah. crazy. They think that we're gonna be down to nine people already. Yeah, after two episodes. Two episodes. That's, that's really strange. That is crazy. It's a it's a huge jump. Um, and you know, as far as the episode goes, and it's again, I feel like Jamal spoke very well at Tribal Council, where it's like you know, we may not all see it. But because they're saying it, it doesn't mean that since we don't see it, that it's not happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's one of those things where it's like you you play with. It's not a joking subject, which is where a lot of the controversy came in. Some people weren't taking it seriously. Some people were taking it seriously. And at what point do you say, like, this is this is too much? Yes. And it's not even the entirely the aspect of obviously the aspect of joking about it was important, but the other thing was that um, from Kelly and Missy and Elizabeth's perspective, they were all saying these different things, and even Warren at one point um, were saying these things, and many people were believing them. But people like Aaron, like for example, Aaron spoke up about during about how he would have known and Tommy would have been told. And something apparently that um, I don't know if you guys saw, but Janet tweeted um, about how she thinks that we should be supporting everybody from this tribal council, no matter how hard it may be 
to support them. And she said that Tommy was getting a lot of unnecessary hate because it wasn't shown, but he was a massive proponent of supporting Janet and Jamal at the tribal council, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, we had um, the immunity challenge where they had to hold the three balls in place and Aaron mm-hmm. wins first immunity for a tribal council. And um, of course, you know, t- Kelly was being targeted and um, by Missy after Missy literally went to Kelly saying, oh, Dan's done all this, which we then later found out was lies and, you know, deceit to get a bigger threat out of the game, which I did think was really, really wrong oh, to use absolutely. it in the game standpoint. You can't use oh, I... you can't use that when it comes to playing the game because it's not the game. Well, I mean, it it's real life yeah, issues. It becomes somebody's yeah. true life. You know, it's going to be on television for everybody in the entire world to watch. So, yeah, it it was. I don't know. It was something. <laughs> Yeah, it feels like it, it feels like yeah. one of the very, very, very few times where that line has been crossed. And I feel like at the same time, this one, because this is the interesting thing, the really the, the major time that we all think of whenever you think of crossing the line of the game is you think of Zeke and Varner. And whenever yes. Varner whenever Varner did what he did, it was immediate backlash from everybody on the tribe and Jeff. And he realized very quickly that he messed up very badly and couldn't really defend himself in many ways. Whereas um, this was different in the fact of you could watch throughout the tribal council every time they cut back to Missy. She kept looking at Janet. And I think that there was, at least from what I saw, it felt like there was a lot of guilt inside of her. But she couldn't do anything about it now because she was in too deep, I think. She was trying to make the game move, but she was hurting Janet and multiple other people in such a way that she, she, I'm guessing she felt like she had to for her game, but it was just like something that obviously should not have happened. And she knew that. I was fine with them not booting Dan to use him as a number to get rid of Kelly. Yes. I wasn't fine with like Missy and Elizabeth lying about feeling uh, perverted by Dan. Agreed. I think the yeah, I believe. I think the most difficult thing um, for me is I put myself kind of in their situation, where when you're out there and you're playing the game and you're in the you know the jungle, it it seems it feels more like workplace drama. It feels like you know the gossip that's happening in the back room. It. It's for me, I don't know if I would have completely registered, oh, this is going to become something really big that the world is going to witness. Mm -hmm. And that's the hardest part, because now that it has aired, it's like, oh, I screwed up. I did something wrong. Um, Whereas in the moment, it probably didn't feel as big as as it has become. Does that make sense? Yes. Yes. Here's a question for you as a, as someone who's been in the situation of being in the jungle like that. 
Is it? I mean, I've heard I've heard this many times that people um, get very used to very quickly being around cameras and stuff like that. Is it true that, like, for you, example, after a few days, was it just like the cameras weren't even there and it was literally just like living by yourselves and really yes. experiencing the society individually? Um, yeah, absolutely. Because for the first few days, it was awkward. But, I mean, they don't speak to you. They don't interact with you. They're just there. So you kind of just we, – we call them the bushes, the moving bushes, um, because it literally became you and the people you came with, and that was just something that was there. It was very interesting to see how used to the cameras you got without realizing that there are even people holding the cameras. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's that's real. It's a really fascinating concept to me, um, and I think that that actually could have definitely played a big effect in what you were saying about how you don't realize how major of a thing it is because you don't you don't think about the vastness of the action that you're making before it's way too late. Exactly. I mean, there were things that we did and said out there that if we were to probably have been thinking, oh, this is on camera, we may not have said or done. But you just forget. And you're in a, like like I said, a workplace environment where you're just joking or laughing or being stupid with people that you are getting to know on a very deep level um, because you're just with them 24-7. Yeah, it's a really, really unique thing that you really can only recreate in a scenario exactly like this. Yeah, for example, I mean, exactly. Any, anything where there's cameras watching you 24-7 in a society, like any, any sort of show like that. It's the only way you can really do that. Which is why, I mean, if you shows like Big Brother, I feel like this kind of stuff happens a lot. And in a situation, you're living in a house, but you forget that you're being watched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like Big Brother might even be more of a source of that because there's no people around you other than yourselves. Yeah. Exactly. Um, exactly. Yeah, there's nothing to stop you other than looking up and seeing a camera compared to uh, yeah, I mean yeah. They're they're very they're very similar. Yeah, that's why there's a lot of controversy on Big Brother of post survivor. Because like you're twenty one, you're nineteen, you're fifteen. They often forget that cameras are there at every point in time, and it's a lot more, I don't want to say manufactured, but a lot less, it's a lot more, like, yeah. like you see everything, whereas Survivor, you only see what the edit provides you. Yes, because people are watching the live feeds. <coughs> there are no live feeds Survivor. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it would be very interesting to be able to watch yeah. all of the unseen footage from Survivor, because... The cameras are there 24-7, but we get, you know, 47 minutes a week, which is crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Do you think that they can... Of stuff that usually is only a three-day, two-day period of what we see. One exactly. But when it comes to, like, big brothers, like, two episodes every, like, four days, five days, and that's, like... An entire week. Yeah, Big Brothers a marathon. Of con- Survivor's Day's content. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 
Especially exactly. since Big Brother is also a lot longer, obviously. Big Brother's yeah. 100 days and Survivor's not even 40. They go jam-packing into 10, 11 episodes that are 40, 40-ish minutes long compared to Big Brother's having 40 episodes that are of the same length. Yeah, exactly. And the food that you can watch anytime that you want. Yeah, it's it's really different. What did you think of the gameplay of this episode? Oh my goodness. Um, I mean, these people are playing the game very hard, um, which I appreciate. I like, I like a good game. Um, there's very few people who are, you know, actually stepping back and saying, wait a second, we may have this huge group of numbers, but who's on the bottom of these numbers? And that's where the problem comes in. Cause sure. You can easily pick people off one at a time that are like low in numbers, but what happens? Do you want to be eighth place? Do you want to be seventh place? Or are you going to make... And um, that's why I loved Kelly, because she was actually trying to make these moves. She was writing her resume. Um, now, I mean, Elaine is also... Elaine is also doing, a, in my opinion, a pretty good job. She's playing the social game very well. But I feel like she's getting too comfortable. That's what she was targeted first episode. She was literally targeted first episode for being the social person exactly. she is. Which is. I think that Tommy and Lauren is going to fight Aaron and Missy next episode. I think that's what this entire alliance is heading towards. I think there's going to be a 50 50 split this episode, yeah. Because this is what? It's an alliance of, I guess, eight or nine right now? How many? None. Or in Tommy that massive Lauren. room. Is Nora in the lines? No, right? No, Nora's on the bottom with Chris Martin doing I'm pretty sure. Elaine, Tommy Lauren, yeah. and Dan. And Dean. and Dean as well. Oh, yeah, and Dean. Come on, I feel like Dean's, Dean's on the bottom of the alliance. Dan is, for obvious reasons, on the bottom of the alliance. They might but, yeah. picking up Dan as a goat. Actually, I don't think Dan is. I think because... The top is Missy, Elizabeth, and Aaron, in my opinion. Yes. And then Dan's with them at the fourth. And then it's Laura and Tommy and I think Dean. I Elaine talk to Tommy about Missy targeting him in the preview. And Elaine as well. Elaine's on top of them. I can see it being um, the... Interestingly enough, even though this alliance is massive and contains people from both... From all the tribes that have formed in the relationships... I can definitely see it going back to the core three of Missy, Elizabeth, and Aaron versus Tommy and, like, a band of misfits of Lauren and Elaine and maybe even the bottom feeders. I can, I can definitely see the, the alpha group and Tommy's, Tommy's sort of forming group with Lauren. To, Tommy and his friends. Yeah, Tommy and his friends. Oh, I mean, Lauren, Lauren's also friends. a big power player. I think Lauren's. I think Lauren has a is very underrated in someone. I don't think she's. I don't think the edit gives her a way to make it to the end, but I wouldn't put it past her to have a massive impact later in the game. But yeah, I think right. Tommy. I think Tommy or Power Three. I think if Tom. Here's the thing with. Yeah, here's the thing with Lauren. She made the move second episode mm-hmm. against Molly, and since then she's covered her tracks and gone back to she wasn't targeted off that she made herself into a solid position 
Yeah, after Jason went, she was in a bad position, but then they won that Mooney, got to merge, and then she was able to reconnect with her former tribe mates and protect her in a way that was smart and made sure she wasn't going to be targeted. By getting those bonds. Closely connected to Tommy, and within that duo, I see Tommy as the bigger, the better social strategic player, or at least perceived as that way. So if it's Tommy versus Lauren finals, I could very much see Tommy clean sweeping her. I feel like Tommy can clean sweep a lot of people in this season. Hi, I'm here. Hi, Ben. Hi, Ben. Nice to meet you. Hello. Nice to meet you. Big fan. Thanks. Um, I think that this is, this is actually just something I just thought of now. I was I was running through thoughts of my head of the whole Tommy and Lauren versus the big three. I guess I'll call them for now of Missy, Elizabeth, and Aaron. And I just thought about it, but I think Lauren honestly might be the most well insulated player in the entire game for the fact of she is so close. And I honestly, I have pretty much assumed that she has a final two with Missy. Um, so I think that I think that there's there's definitely more options for her if a split were to happen than for really anybody else. Um, I agree with you completely. I've I've had my I've said Lauren. I believe will take it all since day one. Um, she's not getting a, exactly a winner's edit by any means, but she has positioned herself in a really good spot because she does have Tommy. Yes, but she's also got Missy and Missy's got Elizabeth and Aaron. And that right there is a huge chunk of strong players to have where there are people with bigger targets than her on their backs, mm-hmm. but she's still a strong, powerful player. Does that make exactly. sense? She has that, that, that makes sense. And um, what you were saying about how she not necessarily has the winners at it, I don't think that really matters anymore with Survivor because last season we had Chris. And how many confessionals did Chris have? Like, nothing. This is true. This is true. I feel like that was... He was for it out first. I feel like that's a fluke all around. The edit was for Gavin and Rick, not Chris at all. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I think that... Lauren is getting a either Kara edit or Jacqueline from San Juan Del Sur edit. Agreed. I was I was thinking she's probably gonna if I had to put money on it right now, I'm saying she's probably gonna go out fourth or fifth in a yeah. massive player getting targeted right before the end of the game kind of move. Um I would just like to say at this point, I think that uh, Sandra and Rob have more confessionals than Lauren and Dan. Um, <laughs> yeah, honestly. Fair. This is true. Let me look at the confessional chart. But, um, yeah. Um, pick was Jamal. Lauren said it has lacked. Um, yeah, Lauren said it has lacked quite a lot. But like, here's the thing: is the edit this season has been so even that we had like people like Dean, Janet, and some other people who weren't as heavily edited in the early episodes get big edits recently in their own like ep- sort of episode. Dean had episode four and five. Janet had this double episode. You know, I believe um, even someone like um, Elaine had the first episode as a big edit. So that's how even it is. Interesting. So imagine your picks. Oh, sorry. Oh, I just said interesting. Imagine your picks yeah. still being in. Hashtag Jamal day one. 
<laughs> it was just like the way he reminded me too much of Davy. That was like where I was. I was getting that was what vibes. I was saying as well. I was getting massive Davy vibes from him, and Davy was also my pick. Okay. For- this game. Yeah. But apparently not. Yeah, true. Like, he did. He reminded me a lot of Davy. Especially in the preseason. It's not. Season. It's not. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I get a really strong vibe from him, especially preseason. Especially with his analysis of stuff preseason. I was like, yeah, I've got a very, very strong vibe about him. Same as, like, I forgot who it was, but. I also got a very, I I got very, I actually got a very strong vibe from Dan in this interview, but now that won't happen. So Dean, but, um, me and my friend have been obsessing over Dean, so <laughs> yeah, we're fans of Dean. If y'all were all to pick one winner pick right now, who would it be? One I winner pick, Tommy. That's my guess. One hundred percent. Yeah, Tommy. Yeah. Mm, I still have to say Lauren. I feel like Todd's got more. Got, mm-hmm. uh, Todd's vote counts as five, as he is a winner. <laughs> so. I don't know. If you think about it too, like think about Jeff's pre-show interviews. They were all about how strong the women were this season. Yeah. Um, I feel like that may be hinting towards maybe a woman winner. I mean, and they and we keep getting all this women. Yeah, we keep hearing from like Elaine and Missy, like, oh, we need a woman winner, and like Sandra keeps going. I'm telling you, we're going to have a woman. So if we don't have a woman, that's going to be like all that meaningless. Exactly. It's going to be for nothing. Vanuatu. Like, we're final Vanuatu. It's like one man. Yeah, final like seven of Vanuatu. Women. <laughs> yeah. Six women and then Chris. It's, it's very women heavy. I just looked season. at the. Confi- all right, I, fa- I found a professional chart. So the person who said the most professional so far was Kelly, who has had Kelly four. Confessionals. Well, rest in peace, Kelly. She got twelve during the first half of that double episode. Nice. Really well, but, I mean, it makes so, sense for her to get the most. Yeah. She was the one that was really most affected by it. Yeah. Yeah, and then second place, you got twenty-two confessionals. Is is oh. Elaine mainly because of the first episode, and then the Iowa, and then the Island of Idols thing. But she didn't get a single confessional last day of the, in between the, all the entire double episode. She Elaine was the only person not to get a confessional. Yeah, in between both episodes, she did not get one. Who? I, I didn't hear who you Elaine. said. Elaine. Oh, Elaine. Yeah. Actually, and, uh, and Lauren have the least amount. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, what what that's what I was saying. Lauren only has two more, than more confessionals than Dan and Wow. Wow. Well, I feel like Elaine is your your uh, stereotype. You know, she's Christian of this season. Um, the fan yeah. favorite, basically. Or the Donathan. Yeah. Or, you know. Yeah, she's the, she's the bumbly Southern that everyone exactly. loves. Last season. Who was it last season? Oh, Gavin. What am I saying? Yeah. <laughs> what Gavin. am I saying? Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. Um, Uh-oh. I, it's, my phone yeah. is being stupid. It says trying to reconnect. Oh, uh, we can still hear you. Oh, okay. We can still hear you. It just does that. Yeah. Um, what was I going to ask? Oh. Ooh. I have a question. 
Because I, cause I see, I, I have a question for Todd because I see you two in pictures a lot. What are your thoughts on Courtney? Because I know y'all are best friends. Oh, I love Courtney, obviously. She's like one of my favorite people in the entire world. That's good because Courtney's one of my favorite players. Like, she's, she's fantastic. She's a wonderful human being and I adore her. Well, that's nice to hear. I adore her. You're still keeping contact with Amanda? Um, I haven't yeah. spoken to her in a very long time. Um, last I know is that she moved back to Montana, got married, and had a baby. Do you talk to James? That's the real question. No, I don't talk to James. I don't think anybody talks to James. Yeah, that's fantastic. He said at the reunion show he doesn't watch Survivor anymore. Yeah, no, I he... Last I heard from him was he went back to Louisiana, he had a child, and he is bouncing at weddings and digging graves. I hope he uh, teaches his child banana etiquette. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, James. I think we all need need to teach our children banana etiquette, honestly. I don't think we all need to. No, the people from my season that I talked to the most would be Courtney and Leslie. Um, yeah, no, see, I'll get that picture with Leslie. Did you talk to PG a lot? Oh, yes, and PG. Uh, I talked to PG all the time. PG actually designed uh, my engagement ring for my fiancé. Oh, that's so oh, sweet. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, yeah I was going to mention Thank it, you. yeah. We met on Tinder. (laughs) And then we went to coffee. (laughs) Yes, we both super liked each other. Classy. Yeah. Hey, man. Tinder works. It works. Tinder works. Yeah, it works. Years later, we are going to get married. Years later, you can still stand each other. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we all thought that would work. <laughs> yeah, I thought it actually works. Yes. Um, yeah. Of course, you know, you, you, of course, you know, you were at heart, Hearts of Reality a couple months ago, so you still go to those meetups. So That's the only yeah. one that I really go to is Hearts of Reality. Yeah. Um, because I'm really good friends with uh, the guy who runs it. And so it's, and it's for an amazing cause. So that's the only one I really go to still. I was in Florida a week before it happened. I was like, so sad. I was so torn up. Well, it's an awesome event. I mean, and there's so many of us there that you should go. Yeah. I just live too far away, honestly. I would. Well, I live in a completely different country. You know what, Max? So, <laughs> you know what, Max? Yeah. Listen, I'm sitting here in England, so it's not like we can go over, is it? Hey, there is a family from Dubai who comes every single year. Wow. Come on, Max. Like guys. <laughs> I'll get there eventually. I'll get there eventually. Good. Don't worry, I'll get there eventually. <laughs> I'll, I'll go down and take a picture with everyone. Big Brother's Survivor, <laughs> an amazing race. 
<laughs> well, when me and Jess make our way to England, you can show us around. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be the uh, show around. I, you know, I, I know my country is, you know. <laughs> Good. Imagine knowing, imagine knowing the area in which you live. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, like five minutes, that's like I said. But, um, oh, I don't know. I have a question. I don't know if we already discussed this because I got here late. Um, but I was watching Survivor Chatter in preparation for this episode, and I watched your 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 Jerry speech, the Art of War speech. Uh huh. Could you talk us through like what was going through your mind when you came up with that? So uh, that's when PG was talking, and um, so. Her questions, basically, she she was not happy. She was angry. And there was a lot that wasn't shown. And um, so I started getting feisty back. And I knew that PG was all about the, the game and what our season was about. And so I brought up the art of war because I remember sitting down with Aaron and Amanda and reading that scroll for hours at a time. And I figured the only person on John who, who probably did that was PG. And so I played to her in her question and it worked out because I don't think she was going to vote for me. And then she did. No, she, Did she flip John Robert's vote too. Yeah. I got John Robert's Wait. vote too. Yeah. Cause, cause John Robert. That that was hilarious. Though. He, 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 can you describe? Can you describe what it was like living with John Rivera and Courtney at the same time? Oh, I mean, it was it was like watching a really old, like elderly couple arguing constantly over the stupidest things. Like, was it as bad as the show made it? Look it was like? worse. It was way, way, way worse. I mean, John Rivera was, was it very lazy. Well, I was just glad it wasn't me. Um, you, what you didn't see was James and John Robert were always fighting. They were always arguing, always fighting about everything. And um, then they would team up on Courtney, but I had Courtney's back. So it was like the little huge ones, you know? Understandable. Mm-hmm. Would you ever play Survivor again? Yeah, I would play again. Um, I, I do. I've thought about it, and I'm like, man, I don't know because the game has evolved so much. I, I mean, I feel like I've evolved as well. <laughs> um, but I don't know how I would do. Um, I would obviously have to play complete. Like I would go in there and probably be a villain, like a major villain. I think you do pretty I mean, well, actually. Because, like, the game isn't... I don't think it's that different from the China. Because the China was kind of, like, the first season where it was, like, transitioning. Cause, yeah, that was, mm-hmm. like, the first season after, like, a huge shift. It had much fluid gameplay Damn. of the first 15 seasons. Well, I feel like you would do well because we see people who had an even longer break than you. Like, in Cambodia, you, we see Kimmy make final six, and she hadn't played in over 15 years. This is true. So, so I 
can totally see people who come from like longer seasons. Like Troy Zan didn't play for however many years before it was like seven years right. before he went back on. They made it to final three. Sure. He made it to final three as a goat, but Hey, he still made it to final three over people who played two seasons before. Well, is when I do go to things like hearts of reality, a lot of the new players, they don't know who I am. And that is completely fine with me. Because if... What? How do they not know who you because are? Because they, they claim to be Survivor fans, but they don't actually watch old seasons. You know, they've watched... That was 12.5 years ago. Yeah. And so if I were to go back, I would have the benefit of people not really knowing my gameplay. I mean, yeah. I mean, I didn't know anyone's gameplay because my first season was uh, Cambodia Second Chance, and everyone was talking about the last time they played. And I was just sitting there like, what, is, <laughs> what do you mean last time you played? <laughs> yeah. You played before this? What is this? Who is the Kelly Wentworth? <laughs> what is the Jeff Probst? Huh? What is what the is Jeff Probst? Can you please explain what fire is? <laughs> what is Idle saying? How did your okay? I got a question. How did like your town react when you won? Because I remember in the reunion show they had like a cutaway shot to your town, like everyone was losing their mind. But like, <laughs> like how was it when you actually got back? Um, uh, it was insane. Uh, cause I am from a small town, so I I'm from Utah, and Utah tends to love their reality TV. Um, we're talking like every reality television show out here. So it was, it was weird because I would go to Walmart and I would have people following me. Um, I would, I, I really couldn't go anywhere without being stopped. It was really, really weird. Um, and then I moved to Florida for several years. We ain't done just yet. It just cut out, but yeah. Um, we'll come uh, back. I... Yes. That's what we said, yes. We just Wait. Need to... Wait. Yeah. Wait for we come back into... Because I was going to mention something. I was, I was, I was actually going to mention Tyson for being another winner for you. Know. Alright, so... Um, yeah, um, let's, let's, let's go, yeah, just cut out, though. let's just go back, to talk about, you know, your town and how... Yeah, can you, can you finish that story? Oh, no, it's all good. Um, yeah, no, basically it was weird, because I never wanted to be, uh, like, you know, in the, the public eye, I, I just wanted to play Survivor, so for me it was, it was very different for a long time, um... But now people are just like, oh, yeah, there's Todd <laughs> here in good old Pleasant Grove, Utah. Yeah. Of course, uh, you aren't the only winner from Utah because there's also Tyson. He also, he's also from Utah and he won as well. But, you know. Yeah, Tyson's But he won from his here. first try. You only won. Have you ever met Tyson? Uh, yeah. um, have I ever met Tyson? Yeah. Yeah, I used to hang out with Tyson all the time. Um, he lives in Arizona now. What's your favorite season that isn't yours? My favorite season that isn't mine? Yeah. Yeah. Whew. Um, so I, I absolutely loved Survivor Amazon. 
Um, I love Second Chances. I love Heroes versus Villains. Um, yeah, and Kaurang. I think those are my my tops. Wait, what was the last one you said? Kagiyan? No, Kaurang. Oh, Kaurang. Kaurang. Okay. Where would you want Survivor to go in the future? Anywhere besides Fiji. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm so over Fiji, it's not even funny. But I'm literally just reusing the same beaches. Yeah. Like cost. yeah. Well, yeah, it's costs and tax it's breaks more... and all that good stuff. Yeah, it's more of the you know, that they would have everything set up on those beaches before they just don't want to move everything. Plus, they have, like, the like, this is where I'm people. grateful that I actually got to go experience a different culture, you know? Yeah. Which is also one of the most unique locations the show's ever been to in China. Yeah, like, with you guys, very... didn't really appear to be islands. Were they really, like, islands, or was it more just, like, a section, like, not, like, beaches and all that, but, like, more, like, marshland? Oh, it was super swampy. It was really disgusting. They were, like, technically islands because they were individuals in the water, but it was more like mountaintops under a giant lake, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I understand. But it was um, disgusting. You said before that you would play Survivor again. Have you ever gotten a call back? I have received calls, yes. Um, and I have said yes, but every t- they've never actually fallen through. Wow. That's actually okay. Sad. That's the root. That's surprising because every fan kind of loves you, and by kind of I mean. I haven't seen any person who d- doesn't like you. Yeah, same. Oh, they're out there. Oh, my <laughs> the my ones only that other don't. friend who watches Survivor is you're his favorite player. Aw, well, that's sweet. Like, I'll check Reddit and see who's the most popular winner. Your name comes up a lot. For good well, reason, I mean, obviously. Yeah. you know, the entire experience with my past and Dr. Phil and alcoholism obviously plays a big part in probably why CBS doesn't want me back um, or is, hasn't had me back. Um, I've been sober for a, an extremely long time now, but who knows? Maybe that will change their minds someday. Maybe not. Either way, I'm good. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Good for you, dude. Thank you. Um, I had a, wait, I had another question. Give me a second. Yeah. All right, go. Oh, with the, okay, still, I don't know if y'all talked about this. With the James move and giving James the idol, what what were your thoughts on, like, the whole just James move in general? Because that went down as one of the greatest moves in, like, history. So, like, I wanted to know what you were thinking, because, like, the inner workings, because it doesn't really show all of that going down. It's just kind of just going, let's get James out. <laughs> okay. Um. So what happened was me and James had agreed to share the idols. Um. He had them in his possession, and I told everybody that he had the idols basically to put the target on his back. So the night that we decided to blindside him, I went to James and I said, hey, Eric told me that you are going to team up with them and attack me. So I want an idol. It was a lie. Like none of it was true. But I told James that. 
So he was like, oh, no, come here, boy. And we went over to Eric, and he started a huge fight with Eric um, to, quote, unquote, prove his loyalty to me. So then I told James, I said, you know what? I trust you. You keep those two idols, and we'll vote out Eric tonight. And he kept the idols, and that's when we turned against Eric. I mean, turned against James. Kelly 1.0. Yes. Um, so I feel like that Peaky was trying so hard to convince James to use his idols, but then like it didn't work out, and that just kind of screwed PG over like completely. Completely. I mean, PG was really, really playing out there. But she, the problem is, is she had nobody to play with. Um, yeah, she was. You know, we bomb. were not about to jump on board because in person I absolutely love PG but out there I hated her <laughs> she's a fierce competitor yeah I, I absolutely hated her and I was like can we get rid of this bitch ASAP please Whoa. I've always been curious was Denise a goat or a social threat because I don't know if she pissed anybody off um or was just a likable person I I uh... I don't know if I have an ex- like a real answer for that. She was, she was a goat. Like I, I enjoyed Denise. She was fun to be around. She was a number. She was someone to easily convince. Like, oh yeah, this is what we're gonna do. But in my mind, I always knew that she was gonna be the fourth out. Like, no questions asked. And it's it's like I expected her to be okay with that. <laughs> and in a way, she was. I mean, she also seemed like the super nice mom of the group. She kind of like held everyone together. She is. I mean, she's funny. She's just, she's just Denise. Like, it's it's always like, oh, Denise, you know. It's like one of those players that's just so unique. You can't even like. You can't make that up. Like, it's, like, it's like Ty or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Denise is the exact same person to this day. Like, she'll show up at an event with a backpack full of Budweiser because she doesn't want to buy <laughs> drinks at the bar. Nice. She's cover. That's the exact type of person I would want to go with. <laughs> yeah, like, they're, like, so fun to be around, but then, like, you know that you can kind of, like, they'll kind of be a goat with you to the end. So, like... They'll have a blast playing with them, and then you know you'll try. You can try to beat them at the end. I I think like Denise yeah. was a simple person playing with people who thought too much. Yeah, she was. That was just like a very. That was a very intelligent season. Like every a lot of people on that season were very intelligent. She was playing an old school game in a new school old school season. Yeah. 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 What was the, who was the last person that you uh, rooted for in, like, a new Survivor season? Oh, let's see. Like, last season? Uh, like, any season, really. And, like, new season. Well, I was rooting for Victoria last season because she reminded me of Courtney, except for she really didn't speak very much. Um, I... I really was not a fan of Ghost Island. I won't lie. Um, not many are. I feel like 
like anyway. I feel like most of the interesting people were voted out pre-merge, and that sucked. Jacob Derwin. <laughs> yes. Um, so I had a really hard time jumping on board that one. Um, I would like to say I was Team Wendell the first day. Me and my friend were Team Wendell the first day, and we were like, "Yo, he's gonna win." And then all my uh, all my only other friend who watched the show was like, "No way." He's going to be, like, third boot, and then he won. I mean, Wendell did an excellent job. So did Dom. They were both very, very good players. But it literally... They were the two players of the season. It was... They're the only two people who played the game. And so it it became, like, Survivor, Wendell, and Dom, rather than... Jonathan tried at the end, but it didn't work. Yeah, I agree. And he kind of went a little crazy, you know? Yeah. He went a little crazy trying to disprove everyone else. Yes. Um, Spencer Bledsoe. I was a big fan of him both times he played the games. I wanted him to win. Um, yeah. I always root for yeah, Sandra. Makes sense. Like, anytime she plays. <laughs> Are you rooting for her this season? Yes. I want her to, like, slip into Next the game season. and win. That's probably what's going to happen because Jeff Probst is, is Jeff Probst loves Boss and Rob. He does love Boss and Rob. I mean, and Rob is great. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, all right, how much can we take? Yeah, how much? How much Boss and Rob can we get in one season? But Sandra will always be my my number one, besides Courtney. Have you have you met Sandra before? Oh, she's one of my best friends. Yeah, uh, I, I kind of knew that. I don't know how I did. Sandra lived near me for like years, and I didn't know it. And then I when this the, like when I found out that she lived near me, she moved. Of course, I mean that's what Sandra does. <laughs> no, she's my favorite. She she'll randomly call and be like, "Yo, Playa, do you got the Walmart by you?" And I'm like, "Yeah, why?" She's like, "You gotta go. Towels are on sale for two fifty." That's kind of funny. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, just kind of, yeah, very Sandra-esque. She's hilarious. <laughs> and she's so just true to herself, and I love it. Mm-hmm. And she's proven that this season. Yeah, she's proven, yeah. I'm going to teach you how to low crawl. <laughs> she's amazing. I laughed so hard. I laughed when I she was holding the palm front. She's like, it may look silly. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> no, um, yeah, um, it's yeah, it's the thing, you know, with these players, you know, like Sandra, you know, she's won yeah. twice because she was that likable. People just loved her, and she even did. She played the game as true as she could, and that's how she won. And it's, even, even, even if, even in get. Game changes, the two swaps screwed her. She had allies. Again, her number one ally was Jeff Arner throughout the entire free merge. And he goes on his himself. And then, you know, she went before him anyway. That was one of my, That's the thing. She made one of my favorite pre merge moves of all time when she tricked JT into thinking Michaela was the one who drank all of her. That's So that she could get JT yeah. and Michaela to fight so that she could get have a reason to get JT out. And she she was the one who ate all the sugar. I freaking love it. I love it. Hey, 
Hold on one second. I got to pee. I'll be right back. Don't worry about it. You're a good app, boys. Good app. This is a good app. Yeah, I believe um, when, it, when it comes back, we're just going to end. Maybe one more question. Yeah. And we'll just end it because this, this has gone on for over an hour. But, you know. I've had a, I've had a blast. Hope y'all have a blast listening to this. Yeah, good episode. Yeah, yeah. I haven't spoken too much just because I don't really want to speak during these episodes because I don't really I don't really know what to say. I'm, it's just worry. that thing. I'm, the, I'm, a, I'm a talker. I'm the talker. Yeah, you really are I a talker, have, aren't you, Ben? That <laughs> is one of my favorite seasons. Like it all like came together for this episode. Like I showed up late, so I tried to get my quote in. <laughs> Survivor China is one of my favorite seasons. Yeah. Todd's one of my favorite players. It also happens. To, yeah, it also happens to be one of um, Doyle's favorite yeah. seasons as well. He literally said it's not fun. Sorry, my friend called me. That's it. It's all right. It's all right. I'm back. We are about to. Uh, yeah. Um, we are about to end it anyway. Um, just maybe one, 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 two more questions, and we're going to end it because it's gone on for over an hour. I, hour I is my usual question. slot. So yeah. Yeah. I have a question too. Alright, um, we'll just about, ask the final two questions. You, right, yeah, uh, I'm not sure if this is a sore spot for you or not. Did you get a call for season forty? He's not here. Rumored? He's not here right now. Um, I'm here. I just got back. Oh. Well, perfect timing, Lucas. Yeah, I'm not sure if this is a sore spot for you, but there's rumors that season forty is an all-winter season. Did you get a call for that? Um. No, I did not get a call for it. I got an email from Lynn Spillman before she was fired. Um, but that was about as close as it came. I would have loved to see you on all winners. Just going to put that out there. Damn. Well, thank you. Yeah, it would have been more interesting to see you on there than, you know. I, I, I would have loved Todd 2.0 on all winners. Well, thank you. Well, Lucas yeah, called my question. Yeah, because so takes takes a, like Michelle and Sophie to the end wins, plays a plays a third perfect game, <laughs> comes back for legends yeah, who... for a three time winner. Gosh, this is gonna be the sixth time that Boston Rob has gone out for thirty not for uh, for the game. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Yeah. Yet you've only played once. Like, how is this fair? Uh, I don't. I don't make and the rules. Rob, and the, the yeah. source says that Rob's playing with his wife too. So, like, how is this fair? Yeah, there's a rumor that a like Yul and Ethan are on. I think there there are rumors that Yul and Ethan are on. If they do good, I think we're gonna see more old school like winners and old school players play. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually glad to see Yul come back if he does come back because, like, he hasn't played in such a long time. He was, like, one of the be- best strate- strategists. Sorry, I almost said strategists. <laughs> uh, one of the best strategists of all time. But, like, he played in an old-school game. Do you think that his old-school st- uh, strategic skills will still carry over? That's my final question. Uh, there you go. Um... I I really shouldn't say anything about it because I have many friends who may or may not be playing and I don't want to spoil anything. Smart move, smart move. Yeah, that's all right. We don't want But, uh, yeah, there was a, yeah, Jeff Probst seems to want a Challengers versus Champion season because he's brought up the idea of, uh, 
all winners tribe against a non all winners tribe. So I think uh, that might be your second chance. I mean, I would go, obviously, but they'll probably pick people like Rob and Sandra. I, I don't think for a seventh time. I, I'm just kidding. I'm being sarcastic. Um, I no, I would totally go play. Final time. All right, wait. I have a final question. Yeah. So, uh, this is just about a hypothetical season that, in a recent interview, uh, Jeff and I can't remember who the second person was, both put an all-first boot season as their second pick for what season they'd like to see the most. Would you like to see that? I think it could be very interesting. And would you want Chicken to come back? I would love to see Chicken play again. Um, I would love it. I mean, why not? The, the problem is, is I feel like a lot of people who were the first boots may not go back. Like, they may not be willing to go play again. I mean, I'd love to see people like Wendy, Chicken, um, Darnell. Like, those who made, like, a dumb mistake learn from their mistake and then come back and be better than before. I mean, one of them would win, you know, so someone's there. Only one person is going to have that, that, you know, terrible first person voted out again. And Francesca already holds that. We'll put it on Francesca. Don't worry. (laughs) Exactly. Zane is the winner of season 50. All first boots. (laughs) I quit smoking the day before I came out. He tells all the jurors (laughs) to not vote him. He tells the jurors to not vote him and they all vote him. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Reverse psychology. Reverse psychology. <laughs> Anyways, I think it's about time that we end this as it's gone over for over an hour and that's where you my spot and you know it's been an absolute yeah, pleasure to have blast. you on today. Hey, guys. thank you for having me. It was a good time. Yeah, it's been, yeah, it's been an abs- yeah, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's yeah. just been amazing. And uh, it was an one of the best episodes. I, I I didn't speak that much there, you know. I just I'm I'm not I'm not well, so it's just you know. And also I, I didn't really know what to talk about, so you know I was just trying to leave. Well, the I job, I was... but yeah, I think it's about time we end. Guys, um, keep watching, you know, keep listening. You know, we've got a lot more to talk about. We will be more consistent these few weeks. We haven't recorded for the last five weeks because we've yeah. all been busy, and it's just thing. Especially me, I'm always tired when I get back from college. But you know, all right. Anyways. Oh, yeah. Well, if thank you. Been done, Survivor right? Genius podcast with Todd Herzog. Hey, Paul's back on Twitter. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> See ya. Peace. Thanks. Bye.